Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's Monday and Susan is going to lead us through something incredible today. Susan, how are you feeling? Hey. Hey, Jesse. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I feel like it's been forever. It has. It has. We missed you last couple of times. I know you've been you were out in Havasu, weren't you? I was in Havasu. I was in Dallas. I'm now back in San Diego floating. In, <laughs> for those those people watching on Zoom or the podcast floating in cyberspace on my virtual background, you have no idea where I actually am. That is cool. <laughs> With with a Mike Brown at lunch in San Diego, I tried calling him. He was like, "Oh, he's coming back from Havasu." I'm like, "Oh, very cool." Well, hey, that's awesome. Hey, everybody, happy Mindset Monday! It's always great to see you all on on Monday and to launch our week ahead. Hope everybody's coming off a fantastic weekend of high energy, productivity, and everything else, and getting ready to start another one. Right? Yeah, and, and I love your topic for today, Susan. Yeah, so we, we didn't announce it. We just call this thing Mindset Monday because it's always kind of like a like an on the fly, but you, you want to, I actually know what the topic is, but do you want to tell people what we're talking about today? Sure. Sure. Well, you know why I do that, Jess, because I'm always, you know, when I come up with my topics, it's usually something I'm kind of going through and I kind of really think about, you know, what's going on in my own world and I'm in my team or something like that. So this is about decisions. I just had a lot of things going on this week and, and making decisions and different things in my business and life and all that. So this is about the power of decision-making. And, you know, we have that going on in our life all the time, really. So it's not just this week. Yeah. Yeah. Before we, before we dive in, I want to, I want to say, look, if it's Monday and you're not running around like multitasking 17 things at once, turn your camera on, be part of this. If you're on Facebook and you want to jump on with us live, come to, come to agentpower.com because we're talking about the power of decision-making. And I literally only see two of you on camera. So I'm going to ask you guys on camera before I let Susan roll with this thing. I want to know for Nate Jones, for Wesley and Candace. Have you ever had to make a decision on anything? Raise your hand. Perfect. Okay, if you have hands, you're raising them. Those of you not on camera, play along with me at home. Have you ever had to make a decision about anything? Raise your hand. Okay, even though I can't see you, I know you're doing it. Okay, this relates to all of you. All right, now you can rock, Susan. Thanks. This relates to everybody. And the thing is, is um, sometimes I think we downplay a little bit, which is why I'm bringing this to the forefront. And it's nice to see everybody logging on because I know a lot of us listening to this on podcast now and on the Facebook Live and everything. I'm seeing a lot of people tuning in and logging on. So that's great. But, you know, Jess and everybody, every decision that we have, you know, carries consequences. So decisions really have the power. They really do to, to create great rewards in our life. However, they also decisions have, you know, the power to give us some negative consequences and denigrate the quality of our life if we make some bad decisions, obviously. So the level of the consequences are actually going to vary. Every decision you make is really going to obviously affect the direction in the life. Wes is laughing and chuckling in the background there. Uh, but it's so it's so very true. Think of all the experiences that you've had in your life and where your life is today. Would your life be radically different if you had made some different decisions? Uh, you know, even small decisions can have a profound 
impact when they measured over the course of several years or decades. Uh, you know, Wesley, had you not shown up to your friends group that night, you know, when they invited you out, had you not met your future wife, you know, little things like that. But the decisions, you know, that you have, that's just one that he was chuckling in the background. So I had to throw that out there. But, you know, maturity is really anticipating the consequences of your decisions in advance to making them. So some of us will make a very quick decision without really thinking them through and thinking about the consequences and how they're going to actually impact our lives or the results we're actually trying to achieve, be it in our business or be it even in our personal our personal lives. So this session is actually based, and you can probably guess it. Well, I don't know. I, I follow a lot of different people, of course, but this is one of my favorites, of course, Tony Robbins, The Time of Your Life. This is his Time of Your Life coaching, and it teaches you a strategic process, uh, you know, on decision-making that's going to empower you, okay? And it's only an excerpt from it because it's actually a longer session, but um, your brain is actually constantly making three decisions. You may be consciously aware, aware of this, but maybe not. So here we go. Your brain is conscious is, is constantly making three decisions. What am I going to focus on? What does it actually mean to focus on that? And what am I going to do about it? always playing in the back of your mind. What am I going to focus on? What does it mean? And what am I going to do? If you're familiar with Tony Robbins at all, he's got a, a program called an RPM model. And that is what will really, I use it all the time all the time. Um, it will assist you in how to answer these three questions consciously move to move you in that right direction. So if you don't know what the RPM model is, it's result, purpose, and massive action plan. So, you know, what am I going to focus on? What result do you want? Purpose, why do you want it? And massive action plan, what are action are you going to take that's going to get you that result and by when put a timeline on it. Don't just leave it out there and you, you don't know when you're going to get that result to show up. So your brain is constantly asking yourself these kind of questions. So with the power of effective decision-making, I'm going to break it down into three phases in an effort to make it a little more succinct today for, to deliver it to you here in our agent power huddle. Phase one is. Are you, are you saying, Susan, you're going to take like three days worth of material and break it down no, in 24 no. minutes? No, 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 no. no you're I'm great. That's what I'm saying. No, you're, you're going to take a bunch of material and break it down to 24 minutes. I love it. Well, kind of. I'm breaking into three phases. Just it, this is a longer section. It'll, it'll. I don't want to try to get too out of it, but this, I took a succinct part of this whole uh, training into what I felt could be delivered, and you could have a takeaway for today. Let's put it that way. I, I, I love it. I already, I already love where you're going. I just want to ask a question while you're going. I'm not going to stop yeah, your right flow, but as soon as you said the focus part, right, and what you focus on, how many of you already started thinking about what am I focusing on? What have I been focusing on lately? It's the first place my brain went. Right. Wes is raising his hand. Right. Nate's nodding yeah. his head. Just if that's all you took out of this morning, if you're on here for seven minutes, you're like, got it. I'm good. Right. If that's all you take. That's awesome. All right. Keep going, Susan. Well, so I'm glad you even brought that up because it segues right into, you know, phase one. I broke it into phases. It's not in the book phases. I'm breaking this way just so I can kind of chunk it to you, you know, and be able to um, take it away. You're just listening and you're not either watching me or anything like that. Sometimes it's hard to just follow in, in audio. So if decisions have so much power in our lives, then why do we put them off? 
right? Why would we put them off if the decision is, you know, has so much power? We know it has a power. We know we have to make a decision. But number one reason, obviously, is fear. You know, many people are afraid of failing. They, they're afraid of making the wrong decision. But putting off what you inevitably know you need to do is one of the reasons, you know, people don't make the decision. They're afraid they're going to make the wrong decision. The hardest part, though, of making the decision is, is just making it. Once you make it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, then your mind is now trying to find out the results and how to find the solution to get, you know, to take action. So you've got to actually make that decision. You've got to let go of that fear because, you know, you got to make that decision and get off the fence. All right. Number two is uncertainty about the, what the decision is going to mean. You know, most of us have this illusion that, um, you know, decisions are based on absolute certainty. Well, quite frankly, that's that's further from the truth. The decisions are based on the greatest probability. OK, the greatest probability. So you can't really wait to be 100 percent certain before you make a decision on something because you're you probably will miss the boat or miss the opportunity opportunities will come to you. And if you just sit there and keep waiting and waiting, and waiting to you are 150% absolutely certain that opportunity could pass you by. All right. You've got to make decisions based on, you know, the most highest probability. Right. So that's one of the reasons people stay, you know, get, they kind of don't make the decision. Third is people have a weak decision-making muscles. You know, the way to get good at making decisions is to make more of them. All right. And if the, when you make wrong decisions, you're just going to learn quicker what decisions not to make. You're going to make mistakes along the way that happens. But you'll be able to know, well, not to do that next time. And then you can mastermind with others and share with others what your results were. And that's how we all learn. Right. Success is the result of good judgment. Good judgment is the result of experience and experience is the result of what? Bad judgment. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. It's actually a quote from the from the book. And I, I did love that quote because it's so darn true. But that's, you know, it's once again, it goes back to, hello, little bee. It's my little granddaughter, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, why people might be afraid to actually make that decision and, and commit. And the last reason here before we move to that next phase is people feel overwhelmed. We all experience it. And that's why I brought it out in the beginning about the focus, a constant fire hose of information. So we're constantly getting emails, voicemails, DMs, social media, text messages. We've got things going on in our business, our personal lives. We're having to make decisions multiple times a day on many different things. Many, many different things um, that's going to cause us you know, to focus uh, on our outcomes but we might what we need to do is we really need to focus and put them in priority, because if you get overwhelmed, what might happen to you? If you get overwhelmed, you may not make the decision at all because it could then paralyze you from not making a decision. All right. So um, what I love, Krista says, you know, when you're overwhelmed, just, you know, try to the way you look at things. You know, you, the things you look at change, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, change. And in Krista's program, you know, she says, look at overwhelm as growth, you know, and I, and I like that because, you know, most, you know, again, when you get overwhelmed, it's very easy to get 
paralyzed. And when you get so many decisions coming at you, I mean, sometimes my husband will say, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? I'm like, gosh, if I have to make one more decision, that's a little easy decision. But I, you know, you've had decisions all day long. I'm like, just pick a place, <laughs> you know. So, so two things I'll jump in on there. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't even have to be overwhelmed. So, so something else, Krista, I learned from her was the confused yeah. mind does nothing. So yes, overwhelm was a pretty high level of confusion, right? Overwhelm was like, right. it literally could just be like, just slight confusion could be enough that like, if you guys are sending text messages to people and they don't respond and you wonder why it's because you put three different options in a text. They're like, ah, I don't know. I'll come back to later. And you're in your own life. You do the same thing. You're like, I could do this or I could do that. Ah, whatever. I, I, I'll, I'll come back to it. Right. So, so that's why I put this into phases because exactly. So people feel overwhelmed. So we need a system here actually. And it, so when we talk about systems, sometimes people hear the word system and they're like, oh, my God, not another system. You may even do this already. Some of these things are very basic and very easy. And once you they almost become habits once you start getting in the practice of doing them regularly. All right. So when you start to feel maybe it call it overwhelm, call it, you know, too many choices, whatever you've got going on, um, you know, a system to making decisions is focusing on the outcomes that are going to get you the results that you want. So in other words, you know, again, like the dinner thing, you know, that's not one of my highest priorities. I'm happy. He, he can pick a place where he wants to go. That's not my, uh, you know, I'll be happy just being with him. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the places can be, he can choose it. It's fine with me. That's not my biggest priority of what my my result that I have to focus on the decision that I need to make right now. I need to prioritize what the outcome is. Um, another major decision that I've got to give my energy to. So phase two is the four rules of decision making. And this is what I really like. So you see how many you can, you know, something something minimal, uh, you know, as where you want to go have dinner all the way up to something, maybe a major decision you've got to make in your life or your business or something like that. Now you've got to really think about your really, really important major decisions. All right, here we go. There's four rules for this. All important and difficult decisions must be made on paper. And I, and I like this because you don't want to do it in your head. Most of us will just think about things over and over head. But but what Tony says in, in, in the time of your life is when you just think about things in your head, even though you keep thinking, well, maybe if I just continue to digest it and drill it down, if it's in your head and not and you're not inking it on paper, then it loops. You create something called a looping. Have you ever heard of that before? And so when you're creating the looping, you're not coming up with a solution. All right. So it creates a, a looping. So you're, it's really hard to make a decision when you're just looping in your head. What, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? When you're trying to make a decision, you want to ink it down in paper. What is that decision you're trying to do? Ink it. Then out of that decision, part two of that is be clear of what is the outcome you want from that decision. Okay. See how now you're, you're getting clarity on that. This is now going to help you in the decision-making process of a major decision. Now, obviously, we're not going to do this on where to go to dinner, but you now see the difference? Major decision. What? Get real clear. What's the outcome? Why do you want that outcome? What's it going to do for your business, for your life? Why is that important to you? Anchor the purpose of the why in there. All right. Number three on that. 
Decisions are made based on what did I tell you earlier, the best probability. So remember, there's no absolute certainty. So when you're making a decision on how to move forward, maybe it's in your business, you're deciding on choosing a certain CRM or a certain, you know, you're about to, to pay for something to add to your business and you're, you're researching it. You want to do your research and then you will then look at the apps, you know, be able to do your comparisons. I, I'm hoping maybe that's a good example for, you know, to, to use here. But what is, you know, your best probability for you to reach your outcome for that specific decision you need to make? Is that a good example, would you say, for those of you that are in, in the real estate business? All right. The fourth step to that on this rule is to then get clarification. So you might do this. And let's say you've got two or three. Maybe you're looking at two or three different systems. I'm just going to use the CRM system, for example, because it's one for a lot of real estate agents can relate to. And you're looking at a few different systems and you might do a comparison to them. All right. Uh, or you've got a couple different, again, major decisions that you're looking at. You want Then you want to put them in order of importance or and so that you're actually clarifying which one that you really want to focus on as your number one. Jess, did I, did I explain that well enough? Do you have any questions on that? I don't have any questions, but I was just thinking that like decision-making is a muscle. And as you go through this process, yeah. when you said, don't do this for when you are picking a restaurant for dinner, I'm kind of thinking in my mind, why not? If you're not that good at decision-making seriously, like I'm not trying to be, I'm kind of a little funny, but like everybody's got a different level of decision-making that's naturally hard-coded into their personality. Some, some okay. of us are decisive. Some of us are terrible at it. And right. if you're some of the people that are terrible at it, start with something that's really low, 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 low threat, low risk, right? Picking dinner, you're not going to screw it up. So might as well go practice this on things that don't matter yeah. as much. I love that. You know, actually, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to take that. I will backtrack. <laughs> well, why not right yeah you know everybody's at a different you know we're all different behavioral styles and you know some of us are quicker decision makers in some areas and, and others you know the, the point being is we get so many decisions in a day that come at us at different directions and the whole idea is to really start to prioritize so that you are not looking at 50 different decisions because that will, you know, you will just get overwhelmed and then the paralyzed and then, like you just said earlier the confused mind then does nothing so try to get your top couple levels that are really going to move your business, your life into a direction that you, you know, that you will get the results you want to achieve. That's ultimately where I'm going with all this in terms of the decisions. Because some of these harder decisions, you know, we sit on the fence because maybe we're going to have to invest some of our money. You know, if we're going to have to invest some of our money into something, we need to make a major decision and we need to get some, you know, we need to maybe get some background data on it and we need to take action. So, okay. So the phase three on this whole thing is that now when you're focusing on that major decision, um, there's kind of a six step process there. And, you know, you may even already do this. If not, it's not as hard as it seems. These are all not that hard. It's just, like I said, now when you write things down, ink it on paper, and now, now you look at that. Number one is the outcome again. You just did it in the last step of the phase two, taking that, you know, now you're, you've got that CRM or whatever you're looking at, your, your number one outcome that you want to get. You're, you, you've got that, okay. You're focusing on it. 
And now you want to write down what are your options here? You know, well, I can go with this option. That's the only option I have. I only have one choice. There's only one CRM out there. That's the only one we can choose. There's no other choices in the whole real estate industry. Sorry, guys. We all we have is top producer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not knocking top producer, but anyway. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, there's only one choice. Well, that's not a choice. When you only have one choice, that's your own, you know, there is no choice. Okay, what if there's only two choices? Do you really have a choice? You're kind of in a dilemma there. You're sort of on the fence. You're, you're really kind of in a dilemma. When you've got three choices, now you actually have a choice. So you want to at least when you're really looking at a a a making a major decision, let's go ahead and just say, stay in your business for a moment. And you're doing some comparisons, at least compare against a couple, at least three different areas here so that you can make some um, knowledgeable and, uh, you know, educated choices that you, you know, will actually move you forward in your business that will align with, um, you know, with, your goals and with how you can actually implement it. Okay. That's number two, understanding your options. Number three are the consequences. What are the upsides and downsides of each option? You know, I mean, you, you, you might pick one, but it, it's so hard to learn. You might like one of these CRMs, but oh my gosh, it's really hard to implement that one. Well, that might not be the best option for you. You might like another one, but it's easier to implement, but maybe it doesn't have one of the, you know, one of the, the systems that you want in terms of um, how it's going to perform. So things like that, I don't want to get too detailed in, in systems, but you, you get my, you got my message, right? Um, consequences. What are the upsides and the downsides of each option? What do you gain? And what could it cost you? Because when you make a major decision, remember, your your best probability so is there a chance it could go the other way yeah it is so if it does go the other way what's it going to cost you is it going to cost you time money both what's it going to cost you if it's a win for you what's it going to gain you is it going to increase the volume of your business is it going to help your your team what where is it going to take you you know, look at the benefits versus the losses you know how and, and how much time are you willing to give it to perform for example. All right. The next step is evaluating. Weighing those consequences, you want to evaluate, like I said, the upsides and downsides. That's what you were just doing, evaluating them. And then you can kind of mitigate it. If they're going to be the losses, well, how can you mitigate your losses? Again, a good way of mitigating something like a, you know, a system is giving it a time frame to perform. You want you don't want to give a time frame too short. Because obviously, some of these systems, you've got to give them long enough to be able to perform. All right. That's again, I'm just using those as an example. But brainstorm different ideas on how to mitigate maybe what the downsides of, of, of some of these um, decisions you're going to make could be and how you could mitigate the consequences. Should it go the other way? Well, you know, is it really going to be as bad as you think it's going to be? Or maybe that probability of a better outcome is better than you think it is. Finally, the last step, guys, here in making a decision is really coming to resolve. Once you finally made that decision and the most probable, you know, consequence is going to be 
you know, successful, then resolve to make it work. You're going to play full out. You're going to do everything it takes and you're going to, you know, make it happen. Again, you're going to play full out. You're going to design your RPM plan, your results, purpose, and your massive action plan. You know what you're going to do, what actions you're going to take and put a timeline on it. And get to work to do it. Okay, so making those decisions and the major decisions to move you forward in your business or your life. You know, those are the steps in, in the, the first phases. It, it gets uh, into problem solving into this time, uh, this uh, time of your life next on decision making. But I think those first three phases get you started. And once you get in the habit, you know, you're using that over and over again. But I love the writing it on paper and then coming up with the three options and then drilling it down and, and sometimes mitigating that if it doesn't go quite as you thought it was, maybe it's not as bad as you think. You can maybe come up with ways to, you know, turn it around again. All right. Um, Jesse, you want to jump in on anything there? I've got two quotes I want to end it with. Yeah, I got a few things. Actually. I got a few things. So if anyone wants to dive deeper into this, because we've this is might be the first time in over a year of doing Agent Power Huddle we have ever talked about decision making. And there's some really... Uh, scientific and psychological techniques that if you guys want to go deeper in this, I'm going to drop a link into the chat box. Okay. Uh, Zach, if you want to put this later onto, uh, into the, the show notes, anywhere to link to this one, this is a podcast and Susan, you will love this one. Oh, okay, uh, I sent you this one on decision-making. It's the, it's the U 2.0 podcast from hidden brain. And oh, this, good. Specific, this specific episode is called decide already. It is 30 minutes of scientific evidence on the way our brains make decisions, including a thing called decision fatigue. You ever heard of decision fatigue? Yes. So you literally have a certain amount of glycogen stored in your body and in your brain, especially your brain is a muscle. And as you make decisions through the day, you said at the top of this episode, sometimes your husband says, where do you want to go for dinner? You're like, I'm done making it. That's decision fatigue. That's decision fatigue. That's yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. And that, and that happens. And think about everything we've got going on in one day, especially us as agents. My gosh. Yeah. You know, I mean, and by the end of the day, it's like, man, I just, you know, it's not that you hear your brain's about to go. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why you'll see, you'll hear about some well-known leaders. It's typically in the tech world, but I'm sure other corporations do this, that we're the same thing every day, like George Jetson, right? right? You got Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg were famous for wearing the exact same thing because they, and they said. Gary Keller does the same, yeah. <laughs> it took the decision. It took the decision out of getting dressed. That was one less less brain one less decision they have to make. To them, right? Yeah. So, so I love this topic, Susan. It's and uh, I want to point out something your son said. So Wesley uh, put in the chat box. He said decisiveness is a leadership trait. And if you look up a. Uh, uh, let's see. How did you pronounce? I got to look at how to pronounce it. JJ did tie buckle. There we go. I'm speaking like a Marine now, right? Wesley, uh, thank Wesley. Thank you for your service. He said, JJ, JJ did tie buckle is the acronym that the Marines use for leadership. It's 14 leadership traits and decisiveness is one of those traits. So everything you're saying, if someone is watching this and wants to be more of a leader or in a leadership role, this is something they can actually develop, correct, Susan? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yes, he's my son, but I, I got to tell you, Wesley not, was not only, uh, thank you he, for your being Marine, Wes, he was the honor man of the the Marine, the, um, of the graduation of the uh, Marine Corps in 100, about 
at least 400 Marines that came out when he graduated uh, his boot camp. And then he came one of the marching 2024, the silent drill platoon, the honorary platoon in Washington, D.C. So it was pretty incredible. And so he was in leadership for many, many years. So I'm very, very proud of my son, as you can see, proud mama moment. But um, no, he knows a lot about leadership and he served and he served as a leader and still is. So I'm really proud to have him as my son and on my team. <laughs> There he is. All right. Um, I've got two quotes. And the reason I have two quotes is I love them both. And I thought, what the heck? <laughs> I'll just share them both with you guys. All right. So here's the first one. Being paralyzed by indecision is worse than making the wrong decision. You can't grow if you don't trust your inner voice. That's quote one. Quote two, time doesn't wait. Indecision will only let opportunities slip by. Pick a path and walk confidently with your heart behind every step. There you go. Get on with it, everybody, and go have a great, high energy, highly productive week this week. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Susan, thank you for being here as always. What a great Uh, way to start the week. As always, love coming on here on Monday mornings. It just launches my week along with everybody's, hopefully. And you guys just go on and have a great week. And Jess, I want to hook up and meet up with you uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks if we can. Okay. Let's do it. Send me a text. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.